So just to make it clear, Dina is saying that Jim's a bitch in the bedroom. And I mean, takes it in the butt. And I mean, he's a gay, like one of us. Oh my God. Amazing. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to our Real Housewives of New Jersey Bravo blogs, read to you by me, Eric, from yourrealityrecaps.com. Now, for those of you that don't know, I'm reading you the actual Bravo blogs written by the ladies over on the Bravo website. I'm just doing it for you here because, you know, sometimes the Bravo website can take a long time to load, and then there's all those ads, and it can be annoying. And plus, you know, my mantra, I don't like to read. I like to be read to. So I thought this is a great way for you to catch up on everything that's really going on on the episode when you have time on your favorite iDevice or phone or tablet or whatevs. And you know, I'd like to interject my comments as well because I don't read them ahead of time and then we can just experience it all together in real time. And hey, if you're listening on our website, yourrealityrecaps.com slash bravo, be sure to leave your comments below this post where you're listening to it so that we can interact and I can hear what you guys are thinking. But you should also know that you can get these audio vlogs in iTunes and Stitcher as well to go. Just make sure if you're listening in iTunes or Stitcher that you give us a nice review and a five-star rating. It really helps support our shows. Of course, you can get them from yourrealityrecaps.com slash podcasts, and you can get all of our shows in audio or video-only form and separate them by individual shows or just get the feed that has all of our content. You do know we cover a lot of reality TV, right? For example, right now we're covering Game of Crowns with exclusive content because we're working with Bravo now, people. Uh, John is doing comedic video recaps. He's also reading those Bravo blogs. Of course, I read the Bravo blogs for The Real Housewives of New York and Orange County, all seasons actually. We have bloggers writing blog recaps of the show if reading is your thing, and so much more content around your favorite Bravo shows over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash Bravo. But you would pretty much know that if you were following us on social media, because, you know, we're on like every single site. And you could follow us on all of them by clicking on the link in the sidebar or just going to yourrealityrecaps.com slash the name of the social media site you want. So slash Twitter, slash Facebook, slash any of them to find us there. Come on, do it. Why haven't you you done it yet? Some other ways you guys can support us is by doing all of your Amazon.com shopping by clicking the ad for it in the sidebar of our website. You don't pay any more and they give us a little bit back and that helps support us too. Of course, if you want exclusive content that we only give to our patrons, check out our patron ad over in the sidebar as well. It gives you access to exclusive content that we only do for our patron members as well as swag giveaways, secret forums on our website, and so much more. It's just basically a monthly subscription where you set the price and can cancel any time. Of course, if that's too much of a commitment for you, lastly, you can just click on that PayPal ad in the sidebar on our website and make a donation one time to us for whatever you feel this is worth. And you should feel it's worth a lot. And look, I get it. I'm not even going to tell you I'm covering for John anymore. I don't mean covering. I just mean he wants to take it over, but he's really busy with that game of crown stuff. So hopefully next week he's going to be back. So let's get what you want to really hear about. And it's the Real Housewives of New Jersey audio blogs for this week. And first up is one of my favorite twins, Nicole. (laughs) And her blog is called Scambers True Character. Hey, everyone. I had a great week again chatting with my dear friends on Twitter, like me. P.S. Guys, she's totally chatting with me, Eric, because I totally am loving her son. Her son is the Giovanni one. That's not the other twin, right? I'm so bad with twins. I have bad memory, too. So really, never going to get them too straight. But whichever one has the hot son Giovanni, now him, I remember, and um, I think we're, you know, we're going to try and get them to come on one of these podcasts real soon. So stay tuned. Oh, wait. Oh, maybe she's calling right now. Yeah, wasn't our false alarm. FedEx. Hate FedEx. Interrupting my podcast. And we don't edit these. Don't worry. I just ripped the phone out of the wall. Okay, so 
for really real back to Nicole. Here's what she's saying. Um, all of my Twitter fans are such amazing people. I hope to start sharing more pics on Instagram too. It was also amazing this past week being put in the public and getting such positive feedback from Real Housewives and New Jersey fans. Truly a wonderful feeling from people I have just met and am having people come up to me and tell me how much they love me on the show. I am so grateful. I had a blast watching David Arquette on Watch What Happens Live. Sunday night, totally seeing Scamber and the Marcrazies for who they really are right out of the gate. I guess 98% of the people agreed as well. I enjoyed reading all the Housewives blogs from last week, but of course, not Amber's. Okay, ho ho, hold up right here. Nicole, you need to have them read to you by me. So I'm going to make a little note right here. Sorry, everyone, we're working. Tweet Nicole and tell her to listen. You guys do it, too. Okay. <laughs> um, Amber, the only place you need to be this week is in confession. Please go confess your lies to a priest, since you can never admit all of your deceit to anyone else. You are my friend with whom I absolutely divulged what sadly happened in my marriage and actually went deeper and told you her name. Shame on you again for lying. Shame, I say, <laughs> is my response to you. Amber is to turn the other cheek and not cast pearls before swine. So I choose not to roll in the mud with you. This episode had some really fun scenes to watch and, of course, some filled with drama. Starting off with Jim being a condescending ass, I wasn't surprised one bit. After speaking so horribly to Teresa, Dina, and Melissa, it was painful to hear Teresa ask Dina if he was looking to help the Judices. That answer was pretty obvious. I'm happy this episode at Bobby's house is over. Again, this was supposed to be a fun-filled night for all, along with a chance to hear an apology that now, knowing Scamber's true character, I realized she had no intention of giving. This was the first time ever that Bobby and I were hosting a party at his home, and I never wanted it to go there. We had our friends who are police officers and fellow firefighters from our town attend, and I would have never wanted to put them in a bad position. I was happy to hear Melissa state when she met Amber for lunch how Amber was the aggressive one and how she whacked at my hand first. Amazing how when the Marcrazies left the party, it was like all the evil was just swept out of the house and the black cloud was lifted. I just love how Bobby had my back going over to Jim and Amber's house. I'm proud he went over there to return the hat so calmly and looking to have a normal conversation, which they both didn't even deserve after Amber's filthy mouth called me a two-bit whore. And how out of line of them to act that way in Bobby's home. So frankly, I think Bobby was a complete gentleman and gave them a chance to redeem themselves. But of course, as us viewers could have bet any amount of money on, it doesn't go that way and Jim starts making up tons of lies right to Bobby's face about me. I'm glad Bobby was a gentleman and I'm smart enough just to leave it at that. Now, on a lighter note, I loved watching me and Bobby at the gun range. We had a blast on our date and a lot of fun. Bobby was an awesome teacher, and I love how I got the bullseye. We have a really good time when we're together. Watching Melania, Rosie, and Juicy buying chickens was a cute scene. Dina and Lexi were adorable getting tattoos. And again, Lexi is just so precious and sweet. I wish Dina's date had gone better. She didn't seem too stimulated at all. I guess she could have gone to Dylan's candy shop next if she wanted some eye candy. I'm looking forward to next week because I want to see... Oh, okay, so I'm wrong. I'm looking forward to the previews for next week because I see in the previews my nephew Giovanni will be on. I love watching my family. Thank you all again for tuning in and being such wonderful fans. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Many love and blessings. Thus concludes the Bravo blog of Nick. Nicole. Okay, so Nicole is not Giovanni's mom. Okay, I got it. I'm going to totally get it. So Teresa is Giovanni's mom. Hot mom and hot son. I love them both. I love them. I love them. But oh my goodness. So 
much I want to say about this fight, but I'm not going to do it on this um, blog. I mean, I'll do it in this show. I just want to do it now because here's what I want to say about uh, Nicole is I agree. I think she should beat the shit out of Amber. I can't stand that Amber is what I'm saying. And blah, blah, blah. Physical violence. Not okay. But look, Amber. Ugh. You repulse me. That's all I'm going to say. Let's move on to the flip side and see what Nicole's twin has to say with Teresa's blog. (laughs) And it's called Bobby Saw the Marquesa's True Colors. Hello, all my cooters. Cooters? Because, I mean, she wouldn't mean cutters, right? Cooters. Cooters? Cooters. Cutters. Okay. I hope it's not cutters. Uh, I'm going to go with cuters. I am so sorry this blog is late. Yeah, because hence it makes mine late too. And then everyone gets mad at me, Teresa, but really just, you know. Hi, Giovanni. It's okay. You can do whatever you want. This week was full of a lot of family time. My uncle's 70th birthday, my best friend's 25th wedding anniversary, and my niece Olivia's 13th birthday. I hope you all enjoyed watching and looking at the pics I posted on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, to top off this week, Community Magazine has chosen me and Nicole for the cover of the magazine, calling us the Dynamic Duo. And we're grateful and honored that Community has chosen to represent the new girls for Real Housewives of New Jersey. Ooh, me too. I need to go check that out. Um, getting into Sunday's episode, I'll start off by saying how great it is to see the Judices having a wonderful family time together with their new chickens. <laughs> oh, how times have changed on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> That's obviously me, Eric, speaking. Okay, back to Teresa. Being the family first person that I am, I absolutely love seeing Teresa, Joe, and her kids. Melania was adorable with the chickens. Can't wait to get some of those fresh Judice eggs. Seeing Dina and Lexi together is always heartwarming, and I can relate to the love of a mom and her one and only. The connection is immense, and I love the bond the two of them shared getting their tattoos together. A permanent symbol of their love shining bright. Eric speaking. Everybody remember, um... Like how Dina's so into like uh like healthy and correct and nature and love and spiritual and light and and not um permanently marking your body with poisonous ink. I'm just saying, Dina. Okay, whatever. I'm I know, I'm totally reaching. I'm totally reaching. Come and blow. Uh <laughs> as for Melissa giving Nicole a heads up on the rumor that Amberzilla. I like how these twins keep coming up with new names. You guys need to comment below and and give us some new names to tell the twins for Amber. That'll be fun. Okay. This is not called betrayal. It's called being a girl's girl and having Nicole's back. Amber must stop insulting the intelligence of everyone watching because it's obvious to everyone that she is one big habitual liar. And she is constantly backpedaling. Also, Thanks, Melissa, for reiterating what took place that night at the first responders party about how Amber did grab Nicole's arm first while having dinner with Amber. Amber Zilla was the aggressor and Nicole was defending herself. The truth always comes out. Hmm, Eric speaking. I wonder why they have to say this so much in these blogs. I wonder if there's like some lawsuity thing going on behind the scenes. I'm sure we'll know when you guys know. Um, it was great seeing Nicole and Bobby at the gun range. Kudos to my sis for getting a bullseye. She's always able to meet a challenge regarding their relationship. I was glad to see Bobby and have Nicole's back. So it was sad for Bobby after so many years with Jim and Amber that he saw the Marcrazy's true colors. Although, Bobby, I am so glad you did. You saved yourself from a life of lies and misery with that couple. As for my husband, Reno, once again, I'm so proud of you for being the man you are and standing up for your friends, Joe Judice and Joe Gorga. You don't you do have a great judge of character. As for Amber, obviously, the minions have taken her mind captive and gotten under her skin. Laugh out loud. 
watching real watching <laughs> watching watch what happens live was the best way to start my week off david arquette is my absolute fave watching him laugh his ass off regarding the marcrazies evidently not a big fan of them and also once again amberzilla got crushed in the polls on the show I want to thank the greatest fans out there for the love and light you share with me and my family every day. Oh, no, Teresa. I am blessed and grateful for you all. Much love, lots of hugs, and many kisses to you. XOXO, Teresa. Look, Teresa. Thus concludes the blah, blah, blah. Ugh, Teresa. Eric speaking now. Girl, you do not want to say love and light. Look, let me tell you the way crazy people work. You say love and light. They automatically associate it with Daniel Staub. You are going to start being hated because of your Daniel Staub-ish words. Don't use them. You're welcome. And now you owe me shirtless pictures of Giovanni on Twitter. Love you. <laughs> of course, I am half kidding. You guys, comment below. Let me know what you think of the whole twins and Amber situation. Whose side are you on? Like, I have to ask. Um, and we are going to move on to the next Bravo blog. And I say we go to Melissa. <laughs> and her blog is called Amber Was Looking to Argue. Hey everyone, let's just get right into the episode. I will admit sometimes I'm not a fan of writing these blogs because you have to put yourself back in the mindset you had when these situations happened. I deal with that, I dealt with the situation and I moved on. Life is too short when you feel there is someone around you that's not going to be positive in your life, so really, why bother? This is how I feel when it comes to Amber. I feel like she came back into my life with so many negative things to say about me and negative feelings, and I don't buy that she just wanted to rekindle our friendship and make me her friend of the year. I don't see her trying to be my friend at all. Amber wants to act as if I'm not loyal? Well, where's her loyalty? Was she being loyal when she came right off the bat saying that I married my husband for money? Is she being loyal when she came on accusing me of being a horrible friend after not seeing me for close to 10 years and accusing me of not being there for when she had cancer? No. I don't see that as a friend trying to rekindle a friendship at all. I see that as an old friend coming around to try and throw me under the bus. Or because she wants camera time, Eric speaking, and there's a lot you didn't get to see, so no. I don't believe Amber has anything but bad intentions. Amber has also been ranting in her blogs and on Twitter, trying to remind everyone how our family has had so many problems, and that must make me a bad person, and somehow prove that she and her husband are justified in their actions. Amber, do me a favor and stay out of my family business. It has nothing to do with you, and you don't know any of the details. You were a guest at my wedding 10 years ago and never even met my children, so the only things you know about me is what's been happening in my life is by watching our show as a fan for the past three seasons. Ooh, burn, did it burn, burn, Melissa. I'm so team Melissa right now. Um, I welcome Amber. I introduced her to my family, my friends, and I felt she intended to throw me under the bus from day one. I've said it multiple times in previous blogs that I accept the part I played in the situation with Nicole. I was ready to discuss it and move on. It just seems that Amber constantly wants to put the blame on me for all of this. It's obvious she's playing the game, and it's her way to try and get people not to focus on the fact that she was a bad friend to Nicole and spread a rumor that she, quote, heard through the grapevine about her in the first place. It's very transparent, and, well, I'm not buying it. As for Amber, Dina, and Teresa going to the spa together right after all this happened, I guess I'm just a little confused as to what I saw there, too. Amber apologized for her husband right away to Dina and Teresa, but I guess I don't deserve one? Amber was also so, quote, emotional and, quote, teary-eyed when she was explaining to the girls how hurt she was that I betrayed her. But when I went to talk to her about everything over lunch, she was acting very pompous and rude and was looking like she was ready to argue. So which is it? Was she trying to get sympathy from the girls? What are her true feelings? She flips around so much that it's hard to believe anything is real. 
I feel like I keep meeting her for drinks, lunches, and I keep trying to move on with her, and she just doesn't stop. So I need to let her know that I'm not sure what her agenda is and that, well, I just don't trust her. As for Dina calling me passive-aggressive, I actually found it kind of funny because I know throughout the season you'll probably see me call Dina passive-aggressive too. I really feel like she gives a lot of mixed signals about people, especially Amber. She's constantly questioning her sincerity, her tears, her authenticity, and she's constantly rolling her eyes at Amber, and she definitely doesn't like her husband, so if I'm passive-aggressive, then I guess pot, meat, kettle. Laugh out loud. And finally, I want to say that I'm proud of my husband for having self-control with Jim. I knew it probably wasn't easy, but I think he took one for the team for what that's worth. And there's plenty more to come. I hope you're enjoying the new season, and I'll see you all next week. Much love, Melissa. So yeah, now let's talk for a hot second about this whole fight in the beginning of the episode this week. I cannot believe what a d-bag amber and her husband jim are he is every single person that i would probably not be able to not punch in the face in real life and i honestly think and i don't want to get too deep on our comedic recap they are literally the problem with america like the suing culture the anybody can say whatever they want anymore because uh we'll sue you or i know i can be as mean and rude as i want to your face because you'll never touch me because then I'll uh, sue you and just I now it sounds like I'm saying violence is the answer I'm not I'm just saying people know we live in a whatever you get what I'm saying right I I, I don't end at this and I don't want to drag this conversation on for forever so I'm going to just say <laughs> you guys comment in the section below and let me know what you think of the entire Amber and Jim and Judices and Gorga fight at the beginning of the episode. I'm clearly Team Judice and Team Gorga. Um, I can't stand Jim and Amber. Literally can't stand. And the way they were talking to Dina and them, oh my god, hate it. But you guys comment below because we need to move on to the next Bravo blog of, I guess we'll go see what hell Dina has to say about it all. Because her blog is called... I'm sorry. Back in the day when I was writing blogs for season one, I remembered saying even Mother Teresa would have been an a-hole. What? I remembered saying even Mother Teresa would have been an a-hole. Episode. It looks like this may be my... Oh, even Mother Teresa would look like an a-hole in an episode? It looks like this may be mine. Well, at least one of them. Okay, I don't get what she's saying. Anyway, um, let's start with my date. I came across so cold, didn't I? Well, I won't say it wasn't awkward, but it certainly was not rude. But it certainly was not rude to him. I certainly was not rude to him. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm back on track. Teresa, has, I mean, Teresa, oh my God. <laughs> Dina has me thrown all off with her oddly formed sentences right now. Okay, and we're regrouping. Here we go. <laughs> Um, well, I won't say it wasn't awkward, but I certainly was not rude to him. I didn't just turn down the hot yoga offer. I explained to him that I think hot yoga, or as I like to call it, bacteria yoga, is so gross. Sweaty, smelly butt cracks in my face is not a, I, my idea of a good time. So that's why I said I doubt that it'll happen. I swear, everyone in my life tries to drag me to hot yoga. So maybe there is something good about it, and I'm just being a germaphobe nutcase. Anyway, although there were no sparks on my date, I will say Matt's mom raised him right. He's sweet and kind and a complete gentleman. We still keep in touch, and one day he is going to make some younger girl very happy oh yeah and that bj comment my mother will be washing my mouth out with soap for sure oops now let's talk about the first responders fallout and what i said to amber's husband jim oh yes dina roast him girl um at this point in our relationship there was so much sexual talk between us girls that you didn't get to see you know when chicks get together, open a bottle of wine, and the giggles begin? Amber had shared some of the hysterical stories of, say, um, taking over in the bedroom 
and I would tease her endlessly. Oh my God, everyone. So just to make it clear, Dina is saying that Jim's a bitch in the bedroom. And I mean, takes it in the butt. And I mean, he's a gay, like one of us. Oh my God. (laughs) Amazing. All right, back to Dina. So calling Jim a bitch and telling Amber to shove it up his ass was completely inappropriate, but actually more of a joke because I knew Jim didn't like it when I teased Amber about their bedroom life. It just went along with what I knew would annoy Jim, but I was wrong and I'm sorry. Do not be sorry, Dina. You go Really? Wow. Okay. Back to Dina. And guess what? If he does, more power to him. A sexy health life is all about keeping it interesting. Let's move on to our bird-ish facials. And not ish, but really I've said bitch. So pretty much this is NSFW now. Anyway, I could have saved time and money and just stayed home and spread my parakeet poop all over my face. But Amber invited us and we did have things to discuss. I, I felt for Amber. I don't think that she was completely innocent, but I don't think that all about her mentality anyway. I'm super sensitive because looking back on season one, it was wrong that we treated Danielle the way we did. Although some made Danielle think she was not alone. Trust me, she was. She did bring most of it on herself like Amber does, but I learned from that experience and now I vow to always try and hear the other side of the underdog story. What I said about Melissa, though, pertained to what was going on in this situation. Amber had made it clear to us that Melissa had no remorse for her part in the fight. Other than that, I really don't know much more about Melissa than what you, the viewer, has seen. Like I said a million times, she always comes to my Ladybug events, and I love her for that. What went on between her and Teresa is not my business to discuss. It was brought to my attention that she dropped the bomb and walked away, and I agreed. You will see how things turn out between me and Melissa. But the bright side is it opened the door for Teresa to suggest that she and Amber work through it like they have. And, well, we'll see where that goes. How cute were the heart tattoos Lexi and I got? It did hurt like a mother, and guess what? That guy went easy on us because they hardly took. We've been trying to get them touched up for months now. I'll post a pic on my Instagram when we get them redone. The next time I'll tape Lexi's mouth shut so she doesn't keep dropping F-bombs. My mom will have to double up on the soap so that there's enough for both of us. Lastly, I want to talk about the betrayal going on this week. I have to say, I do admire Teresa's loyalty to her sister Nicole, and it was so refreshing to see Joey Gorga stick up for Joe Judice. That's how I believe things should be with family and long-term friends. I am a freak about loyalty, and I'm loyal as a freaking dog until you're not to me. Then guess what? I don't go out for revenge. I just simply cut you out of my life as if you died. Just ask Caroline. (laughs) That was Eric speaking. I'm baffled when I see people put their loyalty where it doesn't belong. I don't always agree with what my friends and family do, but I will always have their back. That is unless I had a funeral in my head for you, and then you didn't have my back. Watch more... And watch more about the funeral in my head on my website. It may not be very spiritual, or perhaps it actually is to think about. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Dina. Anyway, <laughs> while reliving the drama of this week's episode is always fun, this week I had a cool opportunity to visit students at Leon College in the Bronx talking my party planning course. I could not have met a more gracious and humble group of budding young event planners. It makes a mama bird proud. Please visit this week's party on my website. And as always, for a good time, follow me on social media. Sending you lots of love, Dina XOXO. I don't like I love 
love me some Dina, but her blog was like really hard to read this week. And I'm not bad at reading. It just seems like all over the place. And, you know, it's like very promoty. So that makes it a little frustrating, too. But whatevs. What did you guys think of Dina? Because I love me some Dina. Like she keeps it real, girl. I'm keeping it real with you and your blog. So I, I love her. Um, I wish she kind of could have worked it out with that guy. But I'm just I'm so looking forward to what Dina has coming up for her later on in the season because I heard rumors, but I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. So let's move over to Dina's BFF and hear what Teresa's saying this week. <laughs> With her blog called Jim Lied to My Face. <laughs> Hello, sweethearts. Well, you get to see the circle of life at the Judai's family farm this week as our dog Simba got to know our chickens. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Eric speaking. I totally forgot about freaking Gia trapped in the dog cage. Like, Simba ate the chickens. Simba ate the chickens, daddy. Like, like your dog's going to eat you? Like, if your dog's like, if your dog's going to eat you, it's time for a new dog is what I'm saying. And if it eats chickens, it's probably not. Like, you need a little Wheaton Terrier. Oh, my God. Side, side note. Does anybody know what a Woodle is? Look, you can open a new tab in your browser. Just Google Woodle. And then remember how much I love you. And that's all I want for Christmas is a Woodle. Please. Charlie needs a friend. Okay, <laughs> back to Real Housewives of New York uh, and what Teresa is saying. It was traumatic for poor Gia, but it's part of life. We didn't get 100 chickens, but we did get more. We're at 13 right now, and yes, we still have them. One of the girls' jobs now is to go and gather the eggs every morning. Oh, please, Teresa. Like, I believe that at all. Not buying it. Get back to Teresa. They love it, and the eggs are really good. I love seeing Melania on the actual farm. Joe didn't even want to go get them. Melania is afraid of nothing, and it makes and she makes friends with everyone. Hi, Jean. I'm Melania. She cracks me up. I love that girl. Even though I have never personally into them and don't have any myself, I thought it was cute that Dina and Lexi got matching tattoos of hearts on their wrists. They really are best friends. I love it. Maybe it's something I would do with my girls when Adriana turns 18. Never say never, right? Um, Eric speaking. No, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying there would have been a lot of jail tattoo jokes I could have just made, and I won't. I'll take the high road because I am, because I want a woodle. <laughs> W-H-O-O-D-L-E. Um, I'm, I'm not saying it. I want you guys to be able to really Google them and see how cute they are. They're a mix of a Wheaton Terrier and a Poodle. And they're hypoallergenic. And then they get really big, like a big-sized dog, and they don't shed. And they're so freaking adorable. And if you guys know Charlie, my dog, from our shows that we do, it's like a big Charlie. Okay, now I promise I will shut up and wrap this up. <laughs> As for the ugliness of the first responders party and what came after, I will say I'm very proud of my brother for keeping his cool. Jim came at him, said terrible things, and he didn't take the bait. I did feel sorry for Amber because she was just in a physical fight, and for what her husband was saying, it, well, wasn't her fault. But I wanted to hear the rumors about what Jim said directly from him, so I asked him, and he lied, right to my face. That is not what an honorable man does. Dina and I were giving him the benefit of the doubt, trying to be nice to him, and he got even madder and uglier with us. You don't need to speak to women like that, and you don't need to speak to anyone like that. And now, Eric speaking, I hate that Teresa has the damn shackles on her this season because of all this jail and court and blah, 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 and she has to play nice because she needs a good public image and blah, blah, blah. Like, um... Could you guys imagine if this was any other season besides all this court stuff? Teresa would have destroyed him. Destroyed. He'd be dead. Jim would be a box of bones. Jim would be face first in the snow. Jim would be in the tomato sauce with basil, is what I'm saying. But no, we have to have nice Teresa this season. So, oh well. Oh wells. Now, now Teresa's like, forgive and forget. Ugh, hate it. Anyway. Back to Teresa. Then we got to hear Jim's little lawyer speech. There are no words. 
what professionals talk like that? <laughs> Professional lawyers, Teresa, as you should know. <laughs> um, I know Amber tries to defend him, saying he was protecting her and got dragged into all of this. But the amazingness is that what he said in the interview was apart from the fight. No one tricked him or forced him into saying those awful, awful things. That was all him. As I said, though, I don't blame Amber for her husband. Amber has always been nice and gracious to me, and I try and see people who are for who they are and not who they're married to. Although, her taste in facials does leave a lot to be desired. Bird poop? You freaking kidding me? Follow me on Twitter and check out my website for recipes and all the info about fabulous desserts, Fabellini, and my family. Love, love, love to you all. XOXO, Teresa. And you know what? I'm going to surprise you guys. I love you too, Teresa. I know, I do. I like, I do feel bad for her. I mean, as much as her kids are little brats, I do feel bad for her. And it's horrible what her family's going through. And, I, you know, I only wish the best for Teresa. Where are you guys standing on Teresa this season? Um, let me know in the comment section below. Are you liking how they're editing her or what she's doing or what? Tell me, tell me what you guys um, think on the uh, website below where you're listening to this. As we get to the last, which I saved the best and by best, I mean worst best for last because I plan on going off on this psycho nut job. <laughs> of course, I'm talking about Amber and her blog called What Did I Do to Deserve This? And now, Eric speaking off the um, top of my head, Amber, uh, you were born, you're alive, you're breathing, you're a bitch, you're manipulative, you're a horrible person, you have a black bad soul, your heart is probably made of ice, you're one step away from the Grinch, you're super duper manipulative, nobody buys your BS, you do every single thing for airtime, your husband is like the super douche of all douches, who should be exiled to doucheville, nobody likes you on this season, nobody can stand you, you're just trying to get airtime, I think I already said that, so I'm just gonna shut up, you stupid, stupid whore. <laughs> I'm so kidding. A little bit, but not really. Okay, I am, but I'm not. I mean, don't call girls whores, because that's not nice. Everything else is true. I mean, allegedly. I heard through the grapevine. Don't sue me, Jim. Douche. Okay, let's just see what Amber has to say. So, hello all. Hello all. I'm half crying. I should totally do it all the way she talks, but I'm not. Um, so here we are. Oh, God. Uh, three pages. Three long-ass pages, people. Buckle in for the crazy train. Okay, I'll try and get through this as quickly as I can for you. Here we go. So here we are. Last week, as you can tell, I was extremely angry. Although I have anger in me still, sadness and confusion, it is all starting to sink in. What did I do to deserve this? Why did the people I trust and consider friends turn on me and gang up on me in one instant without any warning? Oh, I don't know, Eric's speaking off the top of my head because now you want to play the friggin' victim? Anyway, I told Melissa because she asked me a direct question. We have all been in a situation when we tell a friend a rumor we've heard, and I'm no exception. If Melissa wanted to tell the twins, so be it. But she should have told me that she had a conversation with them or planned to have a conversation. She never gave me a chance to fix the situation with Nicole or even share my side. She had very recently met Nicole. If she had told me in advance or we had a chance to sit down together, the outcome would have been completely different. I have never experienced disloyalty or like or hurt like I have with Melissa. Why didn't she give me a warning? I leave the question to you as I still to this day do not understand it. She may have helped me a little bit when the twins were going off on me in the basement of the party, but instead of having any concern for me, she starts munching on veggie sticks. It's all very hurtful to watch. And P.S. Melissa, you know damn well that my hair is real and they're not extensions. Oh, yeah, make sure you get that into the blog, Amber, because anybody gives a crap but you. Nicole says she wanted an apology. Hmm. Well, I would have loved the chance to apologize. However, she acted like a lunatic right off the bat. Nicole wanted a scene, not an apology. She made sure everyone was there, which kind of makes you think she planned it all along. We are all human, we all make mistakes, but we cannot go around attacking every person that speaks out about our mistakes. I could have told her who was telling me the rumor, and we could have dealt with it together. The fact that Nicole escalated the situation like that is just disgusting to me. So is your face, Amber. 
<laughs> she could have talked to me. Um, I would have heard her side of it and we would have gotten to the bottom of it and I would have apologized. Maybe she reacted the way she did because she had no intention of dispelling the rumor. Or maybe there's more to it and the reaction was a distraction from the truth. And apparently it is working. The rest of the party is like watching a three-ring circus. Where's the host? He was conveniently upstairs. The quote of the night from Bobby is, We've been gone for ten seconds. This happened already? This seems to us like he knew that a confrontation of that magnitude would ensue, just not so quickly. Sarcasm emphasized. Watching the episode confirmed our suspicion even further that Bobby knew it was going to happen. When Bobby led the Joes upstairs for a house tour, but insisted and was having a drink with them, Bobby confirmed they just left the party downstairs and was surprised something already happened. Why didn't Bobby say anything when the Joes were making fun of my husband as they walked up the stairs? Probably the same reason it took Bobby an hour to get our keys. I ask you, if a friend of 12 years, oh now it's 12 years, and his wife were just insulted and attacked by your guests, what would you do? As for Joe, trust me, when I say this is a condensed version, not only did my husband just watch his wife get ganged up on, Joe thought this was an excellent time to confront Jim on his reasons for not attending the bowling night. It took a lot to provoke my husband to lash out as he did. Sad thing is, Jim never got a chance to know Joe because of the smack Bobby and Reno filled Joe's head with about Jim. I have been raving about Joe for years, minus the fighting part. Oh, please. Does, like, does anybody believe this? Like, just shut up. We're not even one page down yet. Um, I really think that they would have gotten along. They are true family men, great fathers and husbands and hard workers. I don't understand what was happening at that point. I just knew it stemmed from Bobby and Reno. I, great. Oh, my good God. Then Reno, a wannabe gangster. Look, since we're, you know, just barely getting to page two. Amber, if by chance your crazy ass head and multiple personalities are listening to this, when you write for three pages on and on, it just makes you look guilty. If you need to, like, sell us your whole story, it just kind of reeks of not being true. Guilty people have to do that, but I guess you're married to a lawyer, so you know that so whatevs but let's just keep hearing the bs that you're spinning then reno a wannabe gangster thought this was the perfect time to start in with my husband again too and why reno and jim had never had any crosswords with one another not to mention they just had a drink with one another five seconds prior he was downstairs with jim while bobby took the joes upstairs he just wanted to take shots at jim for no reason and Reno, newsflash, my husband is a straight-edge banker. What do you think would be in my husband's pocket? Laughing my ass off. Reno, you aren't on the streets of Brooklyn, kid. You're in Colts Neck. Start acting like it. Well, I'm sure Reno knows what his wife told him about how you're talking shit about her. So, I'm sure that's what it is. Anyway, then the circus goes on further with Dina, Melissa, and Kathy that they all decide to lay into him about bowling night, too. Did I miss the menu, men, memo? Um, nope. I'm sure you missed a menu, though. Um, missed the memo on how bowling night is considered sacred in these parts? My husband is trying to talk to Teresa and help her understand what it means to have a professional conflict of interest and that he is not being judgmental towards her family. Yet Melissa, Dina, and Kathy think it is best to butt in. Okay, psycho. That's not what he was doing at all. Just so you know, his being a condescending super douche lawyer is what he was doing, because um, whatever, you know, you're just trying to spin it. These women have never spoken to my husband. Apparently, they thought ganging up on him was the best solution. Remember, we went to a party at Jim, our best friend's house. Jim never met these people. Well, I got ganged up on, my hair got pulled out, I got a drink in the face, and then strangers were giving my husband crap about bowling. What was Bobby doing? He was playing games with our keys for an hour instead of getting us the hell out of there or telling anyone, hey, back off. These are my friends. Wow. Sounds like a fantastic party to me. I don't remember Bobby ever having a party like that before. 
Either he changed once he started dating Nicole, or he wanted to look cool in front of his new friends. Bobby knew everyone had an issue with Jim for not going, and he was not man enough to stick up for his friends and tell the guys the truth. I will say probably in Bobby's defense, I'm sure production had a lot to do with them not leaving or those keys taking a long time to show up, is what I'd say. But since you'll never get to hear that, Amber can use it to kind of twist her story to make herself sound more believable. Thank God I'm here for all of you. Okay. The next day, Bobby comes to her house and pretends like he did nothing. Really? Is it normal to invite a couple over and then have them abused by your guests? At a minimum, he should have told us in advance that the guys had an issue, and so did the girls. We'd much rather have stayed home with our babies. Also, he should have told us as soon when his soon-to-be brother-in-law, Reno, to back off. You are watching it and have background, but Jim and I had no idea where this was coming from. We were going to Bobby's house like we did a hundred times before. For the record, we missed lots of nights out in the past and were never ganged up on like that for it. Side note to Melissa, after reading experts in excerpts in your book on marriage and then watching your husband tell you to shut up, it doesn't lend much credibility to your opinions on our marriage. More laughable is Joe saying how much he loves Joe Judice and Trey. Does he not remember the fights, the name calling? He called his sister a scumbag and started a fight. Please, before you share your opinions of how you think my husband treats me, look into your own home. My husband treats me like gold. I appreciate your concern, but I actually feel bad for you since your husband does not think before potentially putting you and your family in harmful situations like mine does. Also, if you ask an aggressive question three times in a posse and still do not understand the answer, don't be surprised when the tone changes. It drives me nuts when women behave in nasty manner towards a man. Then they want to argue back that they threw their ha- and throw their hands up in the air and say, I'm a woman, don't speak to me that way. If you're going to go toe-to-toe with someone, then do just that. By the way, how do you know how big a whale's vagina is? On second thought, don't answer that. Melissa and I go to lunch, and instead of coming in with complete concern for my well-being, she lays it to me on how it was my fault for getting ganged up on. It is clear Melissa does not care about me. She did not have any empathy or even take some responsibility for why it occurred. And to me, that's just unacceptable. Joe should realize... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. And no, Joe, Joe's insecurity is when you hear a rumor and you go apeshit on someone for it. Or you need to get aggressive and prove you're tough. Uh, like you did so you're admitting you're wrong because we all know that what i was oh here we go wait nope just gonna clear it up now what i was doing was defending myself after being given no explanation as to why everyone was ganging up on me okay so there you go joe all you need is just to have an excuse that suits you and then you're you're cool joe you should realize that disputes can be resolved with simple communication at the right time Last point, the Joes need to stop talking about my husband's height since they're shorter than him. And everyone needs to most definitely stop talking about my husband's penis. After three strong boys and a beautiful little girl, trust me, facilities are marvelous. And I'm sure he has a little tiny penis. Because then, you know, whatever. He's a lawyer. He has a little penis, trust me. I (laughs) really... Now I just... I literally just choked on myself. Anyway, I, or because I wouldn't be choking on his penis, I really wanted to move on to happier times. This is so painful to watch all over. Although I'm so thankful to Teresa and Dina, Jim and I are still so sad to have been treated so poorly by the twins and Bobby after all we have done for them. And they know what we did for them. The level of betrayal and twisted behavior is outstanding. It seems to me like nobody was thinking with a level head or a kind heart. Not sure why Melissa is doing this to me, and I am absolutely done and want nothing to do with her. Is she confusing me with the betrayal she experienced with Jan? Because I'm not Jan, and not even close. Frankly, I've never understood Melissa's obsession with Jan. Oh, here we go. So, in case you don't know what she's doing right now, now she's trying to like work Jan into the storyline. So that maybe, you know, if she comes back next year, which let's say that she is, maybe they'll bring Jan on. Like, Amber is so manipulative, she knows how to play all sides. She's playing Bravo, she's playing the viewers, well, she's trying to and failing. Ugh, can't stand her. Anyway, my brother fights to the end for me and protects me all the time. He knew what we were getting into. There was no remorse, not even a freaking heads up, telling us to stay home. 
Um, thank you all for your support. I had a wonderful time with Andy and David Arquette on Watch What Happens Live. David Arquette brought some levity to a very hard situation for me, and my husband gave me some really great insight. Andy made me right at home in his home, and it was an amazing experience. Many blessings to you, Amber. I think I'm pretty clear on the fact that I hate Amber, right? And I think I've kind of interjected all of my comments and opinions as I kind of went along. I don't buy her for one second at all. But you guys let me know what you think below. (laughs) Thus concludes the Bravo blogs from this week. But don't forget, if you guys love these shows, check out all of our Bravo content, like our Real Housewives of New Jersey and OC Bravo blogs over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bravo, plus our regular blogs, which you can read over there as well. John is exclusively covering Game of Crowns for Bravo um, over there too with comedic recaps, blogs, and audio blogs like this one too. Of course, we cover so many other shows like Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race, The Bachelorette, Big Brother Canada, Amazing Race Canada, tons of other Bravo shows as well. Um, Upcoming The Quest and Utopia we're talking about. So many more. I can't even begin to list them all. Of course, we also have reality TV news and gossip as they happen over on our website, yourrealityrecaps.com. And we do tons of live events and interviews with reality stars there as well, all usually during live shows where you get to, you know, give us your questions and we ask them and it's live. I was going to say call in, but we don't call in. It's a video show, but we still bring up all of your questions and you get to chat with other fans while you watch. It's so much fun. So like I say, check out all of our content over at yourrealityrecaps.com. And if you like what we're doing, remember there's tons of great ways to support us. Obviously for free is to follow us on social media, share all of our content with your friends, thumbs up, like star, or whatever it is that you can do on social media site that you're listening, reading, or watching us on. Give us a five-star rating and a nice review in iTunes and Stitcher are all great ways to help support us for free and allowing us to keep bringing you this content every single day of the week. Of course, if you want to make a more helpful donation, you can do so via PayPal or our patron campaigns in the sidebar over on our website. Or if you just have to do any Amazon.com shopping, do it on the link in our sidebar as well on our website. Just click the Amazon ad. It'll bring you right to Amazon. You don't pay any more and we get a little bit back. But as Teresa would say, we love, love, love all of you. Can't wait to spend this whole entire season recapping The Real Housewives of New Jersey with all of you. Whether it's me or whether it's John, it'll be every single week right after the show airs and right after they get their blogs up. So until next week, ciao bella my lovelies. Bye.